Candace Owens lied about Israel and Hamas, and she even put one over on Tucker. Hey, this is Doc Washburn. Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. We push back against the Uniparty and the Deep State and let you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports, with my friend Donnie Copeland, which drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. And check out the Medicare Funcast with my friend Brian Coolis. Medicare info if you need it, music, memories, and pop culture if you don't, on the Medicare Funcast YouTube channel. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, this is part one of Candace Owens lied about Israel and Hamas, and she even put one over on Tucker because I've been working on this for such a long time, and I have so much material that there is no way I'm going to be able to fit it all in one episode. So, there's a woman named Candace Amber Owens Farmer, better known as Candace Owens, who until a few years ago was a liberal. She reinvented herself as a conservative. She works for Ben Shapiro's outfit, Daily Wire, because she is black, female, and attractive, and says conservative things sometimes, she developed quite an audience among conservative folks who pay attention to politics. Now, you may very well be one of her fans, but when you hear what I had to say about her, that may change. That may change simply by letting you know what she has said and what she has not said since October 7th, 2023. Now, before October 7th, 2023, I didn't have a dog in this fight. I couldn't have cared less whether you like Candace Owens. The massacre of October 7th and her response to it, though, told me who she is. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And that's what this episode of the Doc Washburn Show is all about. Now, the whole time I share all of this with you, keep one thing in mind. More than a month into Candace Owens' self-inflicted reputational immolation, this fiasco that she and she alone created, Tucker Carlson swoops in like a knight in shining armor to save this damsel in distress. His attempt to do that is also deeply troubling. I say this as someone who's been a big fan of Tucker Carlson for years. I say this as someone who even interviewed Tucker's biographer over on my YouTube channel. But I believe that he has really stepped in it. Now, when I began researching today's show about Candace Owens and the war between Israel and Hamas a while back, my hope was that I could just chalk her perspective on it up to sheer ignorance. Knowing what I now know, I no longer believe I have that option. The available evidence points to the possibility of something much darker than just sheer ignorance. Candace Owens has made some outrageous comments recently, which got her into some hot water, on social media at least. And pretty far into this process, 
41 days to be exact, Tucker Carlson tried to rescue her. That is concerning. That is problematic. Now, we'll also get to her decision to interview a well-known apologist for Hamas just two days after her interview with Tucker dropped, and we will get to that. But let's begin first with a brief description of some of the evidence of what is available about the October 7, 2023 slaughter in Israel. Now, Alex Plitzis is a veteran of the United States Army. He's on the board of the Special Operations Association of America. And here's what he had to say on Twitter recently. He said, I just witnessed 45 minutes of footage of the October 7th terrorist attack at the Atlantic Council, courtesy of Israel and USA, the embassy of Israel to the United States, along with colleagues from think tanks across the ideological spectrum. So people from left wing to right wing, everybody in between. He said, what I saw was worse than I've ever seen. Pure evil. Trigger warning. The video footage is a compilation from GoPro cameras, cell phones, closed-circuit TV, radio intercepts, and social media from the terrorists and the victims. It was unedited, without editorializing, and strung together in sequence. In many cases, you saw both the terrorist and the victim's view. In total, the murders of 140 people are captured, which is approximately 10% of the total of those killed during the attack. Much of the footage is available on Telegram and was broadcasted by Hamas terrorists. So those saying it's not true are not telling you the truth. Having worked in counterterrorism, at the Pentagon during the ISIS fight and as a psychological operations specialist who has conducted counter-propaganda, I can tell you unequivocally that what I saw was worse than the ISIS videos I've had to review in the course of my duties. One of the more chilling and vile aspects of this attack that differs from videos I've seen of both Al-Qaeda and ISIS atrocities is the maniacal laughter and the joy that the terrorists expressed while torturing and murdering unarmed civilians to include women and small children. There have been assertions that Hamas leaders were unaware of the slaughter of civilians and that the targets were military. It is very clear from radio intercepts that were sent back to Gaza that terrorists communicated that they were slaughtering civilians and used those words. Throughout the entire ordeal, as it was captured on film, 
the terrorists can be heard invoking the name of Allah, their word for God, as they killed scores of innocent people. Sounds kind of like Allah Akbar, which means my God is greater than yours. They referred to themselves as heroes as they called their parents and friends to brag about what they were doing and laugh about it. There are many instances in which terrorists entered the home of civilians on kibbutzim. Now, a kibbutz is a um, kind of a collective neighborhood in Israel, and kibbutzim is plural for kibbutz, where they executed women and children hiding in their bedrooms. Group leaders directed terrorists with them to shoot survivors in the head to kill them. In one particularly chilling scene, a father and his two young sons run to the shelter in their underwear. A terrorist throws a grenade inside, and the father jumps on it and dies. The boys run outside, and one of them has lost an eye. A terrorist enters and grabs a Coke from the fridge. Both of the young boys are hysterically crying and bleeding as they call for their father. The terrorist first grabs a bottle with clear liquid and asks if it's water. The boys say they want their mom. The terrorist takes a Coca-Cola and leaves as if nothing has happened. The Hamas terrorists in all of the videos were men who ranged in age from what appeared to be their 20s through their 40s or 50s. There were multiple generations involved. Many wore military-style gear, while others were in flip-flops and jeans. They all had weapons. The men began by going through a hole in the fence in Gaza, driving pickup trucks and motorcycles. As they approached the music festival and Israeli communities, they're all smiling, chanting, and carrying RPGs, AK-47s and grenades. They had come to kill and terrorize civilians. The scenes of the music festival and kibbutzim were that of a massacre of unarmed civilians, purposefully targeted and mowed down as if they weren't even human. Scores of dead bodies shot, battered, and burned. They ranged from infants to the elderly in age. There are also several instances of decapitated bodies. In one scene, a Hamas terrorist casually decapitates an Israeli soldier whose helmet is still on, and then walks around with it like it's a prize. Many terrorists wanted selfies or photos with dead bodies. Throughout the ordeal, the terrorists referred to the victims as dogs, Jews, and Jew son of a bitch. It was clear they were targeted for their faith. Hamas recorded the atrocities for their base and to further terrorize civilians in pursuit of their aims. That's terrorism. 
There are also numerous scenes throughout the ordeal in which terrorists continue to abuse and shoot dead bodies to the point that leaders of the terrorist group on the ground were ordering them to save ammunition to kill more people. They laughed and smiled as they did it. There are also scores of burned corpses. Some of them were burned to death in their homes when they were tra- where they were trapped. Others were set on fire and shot either before or after. Terrorists can be seen looking in the windows of homes where you see small children firing or light a fire. Eventually, the terrorists take hostages. There are many scenes where Hamas terrorists are loading civilians who are injured into vehicles to drive to Gaza. In one, a man's arm has been blown off. Again, the terrorists cheer and laugh as they drive toward Gaza in pickup trucks. At no point was there a political statement made about a Palestinian state or historic grievances. No, no, just pure, unadulterated, cruel violence and sociopathic laughter and enjoyment by those committing some of the most heinous crimes I've ever witnessed. They actually enjoyed it. There was not a single instance in in which I witnessed a terrorist wince or squirm before or after inflicting grievous bodily harm, torture, or murder. In many cases, they simply moved on as if nothing had happened. This was after killing unarmed women and children. It was evil. There were some instances in which the terrorists moved with military precision to the extent they were trained to do so, and in others, they set on dead bodies like a pack of wild dogs kicking and screaming at dead civilians spitting on them in some cases, again, celebrating. Not since ISIS have I seen this type of ideological-driven violence. No small cell of sociopaths or mentally ill people. This was 2,500 Hamas terrorists who participated in a slaughter and the largest execution of Jewish civilians in a single day since the Holocaust gleefully. What was also jarring was the reactions and faces of the Israeli civilians at the music festival or in their homes as they hid for their lives while being hunted like prey. You could see the terror on their faces as their last moments were spent praying for their lives and crying. In in another stomach-turning scene, Hamas terrorists moved slowly into bedrooms where women and children were hiding under their beds, quivering in fear, and spent their last moments crying for their loved ones before being shot and executed, cold and callous. In another scene, a terrorist used an Israeli civilian's phone to call his parents He called to tell his mother and father that he had executed 10 Jews, which he explained joyfully, to which his parents responded with tears of joy and praise to God. In yet another scene, 
a Hamas terrorist films himself standing up in the back of a pickup truck filled with wounded hostages, proclaiming that he and his fellow terrorists are heroes. He was proud of what he had done and was beaming with a smile from ear to ear. Finally, when it was time to go, Hamas terrorists loaded hostages in the backs of pickup trucks, other vehicles, and motorcycles to set off for Gaza. Many continued to abuse the dead bodies on the way back and filmed it beaming with pride like they were game hunting. As they arrived in Gaza, they were greeted by cheering crowds who rushed to the vehicles in an attempt to further abuse dead bodies or hostages. Some being hit with pieces of wood and others being spit on. By the actions and looks, it appeared that they wanted to be part of it. Finally, the film concludes with a compilation of abused, burnt, desecrated, executed, dead bodies. There were more children than I wanted to count. Many bodies were so badly burned, you couldn't tell age or gender. Only size gave away which were children. Suffice to say that never again is now. The number of terrorists and heinous violence committed against the backdrop of maniacal laughter and joy makes it clear Hamas can no longer exist as an armed group. It must be destroyed and its leaders hunted to the ends of the earth. And then he says, Lots of messages have come in since he posted the thread. He says at least half of the footage is on the Telegram app and was released by Hamas terrorists themselves. Burning people to death in their homes and murdering parents in front of their kids is torture. There were children among the dead. He says, I can only comment on what I saw. He said, over a thousand more people were murdered on October 7th whose deaths and circumstances were not in the film. I've heard rumors about other vile and heinous acts. Some of them are allegedly on film too, but as I didn't see them, I won't comment or speculate just on what I saw. Well, that's to put things into perspective. And uh, coming up, we're going to share with you what conservative social media influencer Candace Owens seems to think, which is troubling beyond words, because she seems to not be affected by what happened. And that's coming up straight ahead as Doc Washburn Show continues.
If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase a vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., redriverauto.com. You'll be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for 5 or 6 weeks every spring all my life and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away and the migraines went away for good. Whatever malady you're suffering from, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped so many people I know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. You want to drop your big liberal cell phone carrier? Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, is the perfect solution. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. And switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you shift your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com. Or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. All right, that graphic description of what these monsters did on October 7th sets the stage for the sad tale of one Candace Owens. So let's go right to what she said in real time on Twitter. I still call it Twitter, even though Elon changed the name to X. I can't get used to that. 
Let's go right to what she said in real time on Twitter the day of the massacre of Israeli men, women, and children on Saturday, October 7th. Nothing. Okay? How about Sunday, October 8th? Again, nothing. Not one word. Okay, how about um, Monday? October 9th. Two days after the massacre. She finally broke her silence and said, So much world peace. Ever since we got the orange man out of office. So glad the adults are back in charge. Okay, Candace. So you support Trump and point out the world was a much more peaceful place under him. Well, that's just great. Fact check, true. But you couldn't spare a word of sympathy or concern for the families of the biggest slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust? You couldn't spare a word of sympathy or concern for the families of the hostages? Nothing? Nothing at all, Candace Owens? Duly noted, on Tuesday, October 10th, Candace Owens tweeted a picture of a Muppet in fire. And the caption said, Twitter this week. That same day, she retweeted a Muslim who said, friend of mine died in Iraq. Multiple bros got PTSD, can't walk at all or walk right. And I would 100% not support starving Iraqi children as a response. Losing people in a conflict doesn't entitle you to genocide. So, just three days after the tortures, three days after the rapes, just three days after the murders, the kidnappings of Israelis by Hamas and other Muslims from Gaza, Candace Owens, the great conservative social media influencer, is already amplifying Hamas talking points, implying that Israel is committing genocide. But she doesn't stop with a retweet. She adds these comments to it. She says, Our world would look a lot different if the people who publicly call for war were immediately required to fight on the front lines or enlist their children in their place. Alas, it may forever be a rich man's war and a poor man's fight. Now, at this point in my research, I was trying to hold on to the hope that she was speaking out of unadulterated ignorance instead of something darker, something more sinister. So the first time I had, so the first thing I had to ask was doesn't she realize that when Israel is attacked that it's all hands on deck? Rich man's war and a poor man's fight when it comes to Israel? fighting for their very survival against bloodthirsty religious maniacs who want to murder all of them? We're talking about Hamas. Savages who recorded their murders, rapes, and tortures on video as they live-streamed them. 
Hamas. The kind of guys who would break into the house, home of young married couple in southern Israel, shoot and kill dad, take the baby, put him in the oven, gang rape mom while she heard her baby screaming in agony as he was being cooked alive inside the stove, and then finally murder mom too. Hamas. Who's jihadists? We're using the, the murder victim's cell phones to call home and share the exciting news to mom and dad how many Jews they had killed with their own hands. Now, either Candace Owens has no idea, no intellectual curiosity at all, or, or what we don't want to think about. She's just intentionally trying to propagandize us to help the jihadists. And frankly, the graphic depictions of what Hamas did have been so widespread. How could she not know? Also, also on October 10th, Candace Owens retweeted a fringe presidential candidate named Vivek Ramaswamy, who said, rabidly shouting, finish them, isn't a coherent solution to a complex problem. This is the real world, not a video game. So clearly this Vivek Ramaswamy guy is not living in the real world because it is incumbent upon Israel to terminate Hamas and all of their supporters with extreme prejudice. And Vivek simply doesn't understand the real world. But Candace Owens really likes Vivek Ramaswamy. So she responds, I agree. This week, a lot of people resorted to outlandish emotion, void of critical thought and analysis. This is why most people are not suited to be leaders. Twitter dialogue descended into barbaric grunts. In time, many will come to regret having let raw emotion trump their rationality in a time of crisis. Now, wait, wait, wait. You know, this reminds me. This reminds me of our Lord saying in the Gospels, you'd have been better off if you didn't claim that you could see. You'd be better off just going with a blind route, but your judgment will be greater by claiming that you can see. That's a Washburn paraphrase. I don't remember it verbatim. So really, Candace, really, just amazing. Although anyone with a heart at all would react emotionally in horror at what was done to the innocent victims of October 7th, it is ignorant to suggest that emotion has anything to do with Israel's determination that Hamas and all adjacent jihadists must be terminated with extreme prejudice. Candace Owens is out of her intellectual depth and seems to want us to think she is blissfully unaware. Now, I got to tell you something. I'm not a big fan. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, 
But on October 11th of this year, he finally said something which made sense. We're in a religious war here. I am with Israel. Do whatever the hell you have to do to defend yourself. Level the place. Now, unfortunately, the great conservative commentator, Matt Walsh, the guy that did the wonderful movie, What is a Woman? Matt Walsh responded thusly. He said, Lindsey Graham... A sitting U.S. senator has just casually declared that the United States is in a holy war. Absolutely reckless and insane. And of course, Candace Owens retweeted Matt Walsh. Shortly thereafter, though, Matt Walsh issued a clarifying tweet saying, for those who are somehow confused My issue is with the word we in that statement. Yes, it is a religious war in many ways. But the United States and Israel are two separate countries. We are not in this war. And we should not be in it. Israel is more than capable of handling its business as it is now doing. Interestingly enough, Candace Owens did not retweet Matt Walsh's clarification. So we move on to Thursday, October 12th. And Candace Owens has still not expressed anything at all for the victims of October 7th, five days earlier. And I think I'm beginning to understand why. She retweets a three-minute comedy bit by a so-called comedian named Ryan Long. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not. I never had. I'm only going to play you less than a minute of it, though, because it is painfully unfunny. But once I play it for you, I'll explain to you why it is important to understand the psyche of Candace Owens to play this for you. Because wait until you hear what she says about it. It's been a few days now. I still haven't weighed in on Israel-Palestine. I honestly don't know who to post. Usually it's easy. BLM, bang, Ukraine, bang, COVID, bang. Hey, did you hear Israel-Palestine post yet? I've never missed a stand. So who'd you go with? I look at my phone, I see a lot of Republicans supporting Israel. So I go, maybe stay away from that. Then I see a lot of the people we've been calling Nazis supporting Palestine. But then get this, the people that we've been calling them Nazis with are happy Israel's getting attacked. Riddle me that. But there really is no easy answer here. Did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? No. What's your manager think of that? I'm retired. Oh, you don't have representation right now? Obviously, I was at the front lines of getting mad at Kanye West when he was doing the anti-Semitism stuff. Everyone was thanking me for standing up for the Jewish community. So naturally, I'm seeing this happen. I go, okay, we're back with the Jews again. I see Kylie Jenner post for Israel. I think, okay, the word's in. Then boom, she's getting killed on every angle. So it's not Israel. So I started doing a bit more research. I'm seeing queers for Palestine. And generally, you want to be on the side of the queers. If you look at the things, you're not going to get in trouble if you go with what the queers are saying. All right, now here is the tell. Candace Owens says one of my favorite comedians weighs in. And then she says, the best comedy is rooted in truth. So what are we to take from that? 
she finds this painfully unfunny comedy bit to be hilarious because Ryan Long, so-called comedian, is actually describing her truth that although she claims to be a Christian now, she has no actual allegiance to any absolute moral principles, that she is just trying to calculate which side to come down on between Israel and the jihadists. Sure looks like it at this point. On Friday, October 13th, six days after the slaughter, Candace Owens tweets, Why do people love Tucker Carlson? The older class of the Republican Party doesn't know how to deal with the fact that younger conservatives are not reacting emotionally. Mindlessly agreeing to pledge billions of dollars or to enter foreign wars, no matter how shrill the screams are from politicians. Every war and every tax dollar spent overseas requires a full-throated debate. No amount of ad hominem attacks makes that requirement disappear. You are not a racist or an anti-Semite or an Islamophobe if you do not immediately acquiesce to a severe foreign policy decision based on graphic images being shared by either side. Tucker Carlson gets this. I remain a huge fan. Now, what, pray tell, does that have to do with Israel's right to defend itself by taking out Hamas? Did some presidential candidate call for us to actually send troops over to Israel? What is Candace Owens even talking about? Okay, fast forward to Saturday, October 14th, a solid week after Israel was attacked. Candace Owens tweets, America's priority should be defending America's borders, not the borders of overseas nations. I don't know how something so abundantly obvious could be considered even remotely controversial. Not a single foreign nation that we financially support has offered to help defend our southern border. So no, I won't be manipulated into thinking that it's our duty to defend theirs. Now, the great William Jacobson, founder of the equally great legal insurrection website, responded thusly. He said, Israelis helped with U.S.-Mexico border wall and were attacked by Palestinians for helping. They want open U.S. borders. And Brother Jacobson brought the receipts, a screenshot from an article from 2017. But of course, Candace Owens was not going to reply to anything like that that same day. Saturday, October 14th, Candace Owens tweeted out, it should go without saying that if you think it somehow means less when a Palestinian child is murdered, or if it somehow means less when an Israeli child is murdered, it is likely because the media has transformed you into a monster. Innocent children should be protected. So, let me remind you, Israel bends over backwards to try to avoid civilian casualties, whereas Hamas tries everything it can to increase civilian casualties 
of Muslims in Gaza for propaganda purposes. Their leaders have even meant, have even admitted it publicly. So Hamas is responsible for each and every civilian casualty in Israel and Gaza. But Candace Owens wants us to think she has no idea that that distinction exists. If a child in Gaza is killed, she'll ignore the fact that Hamas put that child in harm's way and instead act as if Israel murdered that child. And for that matter, the overwhelming majority of Muslims in Gaza think there is no such thing as an innocent Israeli child. Oh, trust me, it gets worse. But I owe it to you to share some of the responses to Candace's tweet claiming that Israel is murdering Palestinian children. First of all, Jorge Washington tweeted out, Imagine tweeting this after we were attacked on 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. The isolationist wing of MAGA is dangerous. Brian Jacobson said, Should we allow putting one's own children into harm's way in order to gain a strategic advantage to become a viable tactic? Joshua the drowsy poet said, One side was surprised, attacked. The other side was warned ahead of time. But instead of making an effort to leave, they used their own people, including kids, to shield themselves to intentionally generate losses to manipulate you. And you want me to pretend this is the same? Dave Weinbaum said, Israeli children were murdered intentionally. Some were decapitated by Hamas. Israel is providing a getaway to Egypt for Gaza citizens, including children. Hamas are preventing many from leaving, including children. Let it be clear that the potential death of a child under those circumstances are clearly at the feet of Hamas. Last but not least, a guy who goes by Alfred did a search and discovered that Candace had not yet mentioned the hostages Not once. Trust me, I would have told you if she had. Now, it got really interesting when fringe presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy treated this. He said, The Harvard student groups who co-signed the anti-Israel letter are simple fools. But it's not productive for companies to blacklist kids for being members of student groups that make dumb political statements on campus. Colleges are spaces for students to experiment with ideas. And sometimes kids join clubs that endorse boneheadedly wrong ideas. He said, I've been as vocal as anyone in criticizing left-wing cancel culture. See my first book called Woke Incorporated but it's bad no matter who practices it. It wasn't great when people wearing Trump hats were fired from work. It wasn't great when college graduates couldn't get hired unless they signed oppressive DEI pledges. And it's not great now if companies refuse to hire kids who are part of student groups that once adopted the wrong view on Israel. 
This isn't a legal point, it's a cultural point. I say this as someone who vehemently disagrees with those Harvard student groups. Those calling for blacklisting students right now are responding from a place of understandable hurt, but I'm confident that in the fullness of time, they will agree with me on the wisdom of avoiding these cancel culture tactics. It's a long-winded tweet there from Vivek Ramaswamy. So what's going to happen next is that Megyn Kelly is going to jump in, and then Candace Owens is going to try to mix it up with Megyn Kelly, and it's not going to go well for Candace. That's coming up straight ahead on the Doc Washburn Show. Mike Lindell says because of your amazing support for MyPillow 2.0, he's expanded MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. So he's clearing out his percale bed sheets by giving them to you at closeout prices. King size percale bed sheets, only $39 a set. Queen size, only $35 a set. Full size, $29 and twin size, just $25. Use promo code DWS to take advantage of this once in a lifetime offer. Right now, Mike's biggest My Slippers closeout sale ever is on. Get Mike's all season My Slippers and Sandals at clearance prices. Mike's all season Moccasin Slippers are just $25. Mike's My Slipper Sandals are just $19.50. They're both made with Mike's patented impact gel that absorbs and relieves pressure so you can comfortably wear them all day long. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. Remember, DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com, quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. You know, the great Ronald Reagan once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. They don't tend to depreciate over the long haul. And last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. Andrew Sorcini with Beverly Hills Precious Metals has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Beverly Hills Precious Metals brings precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. Mike Flynn told us about them, and they are our gold buyer of choice. To find out more, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Make sure you ask about the general Mike Flynn silver coin and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Beverly Hills Precious Metals helps folks protect their finances, wealth, and investments. Let me ask you something. Why continue shopping big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now you can get around this crazy inflation by shopping factory direct at a family-owned made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates and deciding to buy only USA. Join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone. This beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. 
This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. So, we just heard from this fringe presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, saying, hey, you know, these uh, college kids demonstrating on behalf of Hamas, eh, they're just knuckleheads. Don't take them seriously. The great Megyn Kelly has a very successful podcast these days, responded to him saying, you got to be kidding me. They sided with terrorists who murdered children and old women. You're not clear on this as someone who wants to be president? Vivek responded, Megan, I was crystal clear that what the student group said was dead wrong, and you know that. But I don't think it's productive to hunt down individual members of college student groups for the purpose of blacklisting them Persuasion is better than force. Let's stick to principle. Megyn Kelly shot back, if they are not persuaded that murdering babies is wrong, there's no persuading them. We don't hire those who do the killing, and we don't hire those who applaud the killers while the savagery is underway. If you're open to hiring one of these lunatics, though, good to know. You know, that's where it should have ended. But oh no, at that point, Candace Owens had to jump in to display this glittering jewel of ignorance. She said, oh, stop it. This is incredibly disingenuous, Megan. You know that many of those students are not out there because they want babies to be murdered. She said, college kids are stupid. She says, I used to be radically pro-choice. Glad I didn't get it put on a conservative blacklist for wanting babies murdered. As it turned out, I was just young and temporarily brainwashed from a public school education coupled with mainstreamed Hollywood lies and not because I legitimately wanted to see infants torn from their mother's wombs. Dr. Thomas Sowell used to be a radical socialist who ardently supported communism. Thankfully, he wasn't put on a conservative blacklist and accused of being a person who wanted worldwide suffering and starvation and socialism and communism bring. Students are young and experimenting. You are an adult woman who's advocating for their lives to be permanently pigeonholed because they have the wrong ideas which are likely being spoon-fed to them in their classrooms. Megyn Kelly responded to Candace Owens saying, being liberal is not the same as taking to the streets to cheer murdered babies and blame said murders on the victims. But you go ahead and hire as many of them as you want, Candace. I'm sure the Daily Wire will love that. Now, building on that, I have to share with you This response to Candace Owens from a young woman who calls herself Kala M. She says, watching literal videos 
of Jews being brutally attacked and murdered in real time, women raped, and children tortured and killed, then signing a statement blaming Israel, not the terrorists, is not the same thing as being indoctrinated to be pro-choice. Most of the pro-choice indoctrination works because they refuse to show the videos and photos so impressionable people don't understand. Also, I don't care how impressionable you or anyone else is in college, every adult should take responsibility for their actions, even if they were fooled. Good job, Calla M. I'm reminded of a book which came out around 15 years ago by Andy McCarthy called Willful Blindness. That seems to be what Candace Owens is wallowing in. But wait, Candace is not through. A little bit later, she responds to Megyn Kelly saying, I will again restate that it is unlikely that the majority of the college kids were taken to the streets to explicitly cheer murdered babies. They instead believe they are fighting for some other righteous cause. While misguided, they are in need of education, not blacklists. I would also like to highlight your inherent pettiness and immaturity for tagging the Daily Wire. You see, uh, Megyn Kelly had tagged Candace Owens' employer, the Daily Wire, on her tweet. Now, remember, before she became a conservative darling, Candace herself was a liberal who created a website to blacklist conservatives herself. I know, I know, I know. Irony so thick, you cut it with a knife. And I hate to take what Candace said literally. But when something is a matter of life and death, which this is, I am compelled to take her words literally. She said it's, quote, unlikely that the majority of the college kids were taken to the streets to explicitly cheer murdered babies, unquote. Now, the definition of a majority is anything over 50%. So Candace, right here, is conceding the possibility that 49.9% of the college kids protesting could have indeed been explicitly cheering for murdered babies. Candace also said, quote, they instead believe they are fighting for some other righteous cause, unquote. Dear gentle listener, I feel compelled to remind you that the word other does have a definition in the dictionary. It is an adjective, which means being the remaining one of two or more, or being the remaining ones of several. So Candace Owens is literally saying the majority of the college kids protesting probably weren't cheering for the righteous cause of murdered babies. They thought they were fighting for some other righteous cause. Wow. Isn't she clever? Now at this point, may I use a baseball analogy? Megan Kelly probably feels like Aaron Judge at the plate, Yankee Stadium, and the pitcher just lobbed one in underhanded, and she is swinging for the fences. Okay? How about a football analogy? 
Tom Brady takes a snap of the 20-yard line. His offensive line is giving him great protection. Gronk is wide open in the end zone. Okay, maybe basketball. Jordan's on a fast break to the basket. The only thing in his way is Bill Lambeer. But Dennis Rodman has him covered. So here is where Megyn Kelly hands Candace Owens, Gluteus Maximus, to her, if I may use that term, in present company. Megyn says, okay, I look forward to seeing them intern on your show and your re-education of them. Me? I'll be hiring the ones who saw murdered grandmas and entire families burned in their homes and easily identified this as a terrorist attack they would never in a million years defend. By the way, the great Leo Neifeld, managing director of the Jewish Institute for National Security of America, chimed in with this. He said, I remain perplexed as to how Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring continue to employ someone who minimizes the murder of Jews and repeatedly defends those who support it. First it was Kanye, now this. Then Joel Petlin, who's actually a school superintendent in upstate New York, tweets this. He says, every employer should want to know if they're hiring someone who defends the brutal rape, kidnapping, murder of Jews in the name of perverted justice. These are not children in elementary school. They are adults in college and graduate programs and should be held accountable. How true that is. But wait. Candace Owens is attempting to defy logic itself. Now, a wise man once said, when you realize you're in a hole, stop digging. But Candace has now replaced her pointed digging shovel with an edging shovel. So you might want to put your hip waders on because it's going to get deep. Your turn to respond to Megyn Kelly, Candace, and here she goes. Candace Owens says, you are attempting snark. But as a matter of fact, I almost exclusively hire reformed BLM activists to work for my charity, Blexit. They actually proved to be the most dedicated employees to the cause because the mission was personal to them. Students can change. I am living proof of it. Cultural cultural propaganda coupled with educational brainwash has proven potent but not irreversible. I don't mind your ire directed toward their administrators and professors, the root cause of their madness, but you're being extremely disingenuous when it comes to the students. You know the majority of them don't want grandmas dead, no more than I wanted grandmas dead when I refused to wear a mask during COVID propaganda season. If we're being honest, the majority of them can't even point out Israel on a map. Okay, now, let me respond to the part where she said, you know the majority of them don't want grandmas dead. Uh, No, I don't know that, Candace. How have you arrived at that conclusion, Ms. Ms. Willful Blindness? Because I don't know that, and you don't know that either. 
A guy named Taylor out there on the Twitter said to Candace Owens, you're the one being disingenuous. The first reports from the morning of October 7th were of the massacre at the music festival and the images of Shawnee Luke's broken and bloodied body being spat upon. That was all over social media. Those students live on social media. And they knew exactly what had happened that morning, and they still chose Hamas. How many have come out and publicly apologized? Zero. To which I can only respond, boom. Megan Kelly at this point knows she has Candace on the ropes. She comes back with, awesome. Keep it rolling. Students for justice in Palestine will love your thoughtful lessons on how it's bad to murder Jews. Can't wait to see you turn their lives around. Oh, yeah. The sarcasm is sublime. By the way, a number of people on Twitter have pointed out the fact that young people have chanted, gas the Jews, at demonstrations at some pretty expensive universities across America. Now, if I owned a company, I would want to know if the job applicant was a raging anti-Semite, wouldn't you? But, 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 but wait. Wait. There's more. Candace Owens, you know, had complained about Megyn Kelly tagging her employer, Daily Wire, in a tweet criticizing Candace. Megan replied, also, I hate to tell you this, but my tagging Daily Wire didn't out your position. You did that all on your own. Good luck with your future intern program. Megan just smacking her around. Metaphorically speaking. But Candace Owens just can't stop. She's like White Snake back in the day, because here she goes again. She says, So why exactly are you tagging them? LOL. Would you like a direct contact to management? Help me help you. Pretty condescending, huh? Then Candace says, I'm also glad to hear that my position is clear as I am writing it in near perfect English for all to read. I do not believe college students belong on blacklists. So, Candace, if I may just jump in here, was it near perfect English when you implied, whether you meant to or not, that cheering on dead babies was just another righteous cause? I like Sheriff Roy Coffey's response. He said, radical leftists do not belong in the medical, legal, or education professions. But Megan isn't done pounding Candace yet. In response to Candace Owens offering to give Megan contact info for management at Candace's employer, Daily Wire, Megan says, oh no, I have it. I talked to them just two weeks ago. 
when they asked me to put you on my show to promote your crime series? And I said, sure, I will do you and Candace that favor. Remember? Yikes! But Candace still can't stop. She says, yes, I do remember. Sorry I couldn't actually make your show in the end. I'm not sure what obscure point you're trying to prove, so I'll just continue being the mature one in the thread by thanking you for your willingness to help us promote a new series. Now, when she says, I'm not sure what obscure point you're trying to prove, that can only mean one thing. And what it means is, I, Candace Owens, want everyone to know that I'm not bright enough to follow this conversation. The point Megyn Kelly has made is as plain as the nose on your face. Good grief. And Candace Owens says she is the mature one. (laughs) Then, Megyn Kelly once again eviscerates Candace Owens by saying, this is how it works, you see. You attack someone who has been nothing but nice to you and supportive of you. Then, when that person calls you out, you just keep saying, I am the mature one. Take care, Candace. I wish you well. Now, a guy who goes by Shorty Smalls on Twitter gives this context for those joining the conversation in progress. He says, for those in the back who didn't see what happened, Megan called out Vivek, and Candace thought she could call out Megan. Rather rudely, I might add, Candace did this. Candace butted in and got crushed. So I'm beginning to think Candace was telling the truth when she said she didn't understand what point Megan was trying to make because she has no idea that she has just been dog-walked by Megan Kelly. Candace can not stop. So she comes back with this. She says, Megan, you seem to be taking this personally. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking your position that students should be put on blacklists or that the majority of them are genuinely marching to celebrate the death of grandmas overseas. I just don't think you honestly believe that. Perhaps I'm wrong. If you watched my show... You would know that I routinely feature your commentary and refer to it as brilliant. I just patently and vehemently disagree with your take here, which I should be allowed to express free from you tagging my place of employment. But Candace, Candace, they're chanting death to the Jews, Candace. They're terrorizing Jewish Students at schools as prestigious as MIT and Harvard, Candace. And you don't think they mean it? One Hamas supporter 
actually killed an elderly Jewish man at a protest in L.A. And you don't think they mean it? Tell me, Candace, did the Boston bombers mean it? Did the Pulse nightclub murderer mean it, Candace? Did the 9-11 hijackers mean it, Candace? Oh, and Candace, at this point, it was October 15th, eight days after the October 7th massacre, which you had still refused to condemn. So forget giving the jihad students the benefit of the doubt, Candace. Why on earth should we give you the benefit of the doubt? Okay, let's fast forward to October 19th, 12 full days after the massacre, the Holocaust of October 7th. Still not one word of concern or condemnation of Hamas from Candace Owens. No mention of the approximately 240 hostages, including some Americans. Instead, we get this from Candace on Twitter. She says, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but it does not make you anti-Semitic to want to stay out of an overseas conflict, just like it did not make you a Russian puppet to not want to send your hard-earned dollars to, to Zelensky. Stop the nonsense. Candace, Hamas murdered Americans. Candace, Hamas kidnapped Americans. But let's not get involved, right? Next up, October 23rd. 16 days after the Hamas massacre of over 1,300 Israelis. And still not a word of condemnation from Candace Owens. She retweets a talk show host named Charlie Kirk, who said this. Until now, I've refrained from tweeting about the damage done to the 12th century Greek Orthodox Church of St. Porphyrius in Gaza. After last week's hospital fiasco, I wanted to wait for more facts to be established. But it now seems confirmed that Israel did actually bomb a building adjacent to the church, killing Christians who were sheltering there, including family of former Congressman Justin Amash. Frankly, it's wrong that there was substantially more outrage when Gaza's own militants shot their own rocket at their own hospital parking lot than when Christians died sheltering in the oldest church in Gaza. Accidents happen in war. Not only that, but Hamas loves to use soft targets as staging grounds and human shields so they can scream about Israeli atrocities after strikes. Nevertheless, I've been disappointed by Israel's response. What intelligence was Israel responding to? What target were they going after that justified putting an historic church in danger? Israel says the church blast is under investigation. But contrition and a full accounting 
should be the top of Israel's priority list. Israel quickly apologized recently when it mistakenly targeted an Egyptian position. Christians around the world are Israel's number one ally. And if a Christian church was targeted, we need to know exactly why and how. Well, Charlie, look, I don't like it either. But in case you hadn't heard, Israel is actually in the middle of a war for its very survival. So it may be a while before they have a chance to get around to a post-mortem on what went wrong. And frankly, terminating Hamas and all Hamas-adjacent jihadists with extreme prejudice is going to have to be at the top of Israel's priority list. If Charlie Kirk doesn't understand that, I, uh, I just wouldn't have any idea what to tell him. So, of course, Candace Owens has to jump in with this. She says, well said, Charlie. I have been disgusted by the propagandists pretending a Christian church was not bombed. Christians were killed. No Christian should stay silent. Okay, Candace, I'm a Christian. I will not stay silent. But you call yourself a Christian, and to this day, you are still silent about the over 1,300 people, Israelis, Americans, folks from Thailand, Nepal, other countries who were slaughtered by Hamas. So is it that they don't matter to you because you don't have any idea whether any of them were Christians? But you demand we speak up about a building in Gaza next to a church which may have been hit accidentally by Israel? But you can remain silent about the intentional tortures, rapes, murders, and hostage takings? I think I figured you out, Candace Owens. I see you. I see you, Candace. I like what Ala Kovich said in response to Candace Owens. She said, I'm a Christian and I support Israel. This is war. There will be accidental casualties of civilians, especially when Hamas uses human shields. Stay friends with reality and stop sympathizing with aggressors. Ah, yes. Good point, Allah. But Candace has an axe to grind. And gentle listener, you can take that any way you want to. Now, this has been part one. And I've got a lot more coming up. But this has been part one of Candace Owens' lies about Israel and Hamas and Tucker. Let her get away with it. And I'm going to do part two and get it online as quickly as I possibly can. But Podbean only lets you do so much at a time. So we have to split them up. But I got a lot more. 
information, a lot more content. I've been working on this for a long time. Okay, time for the tweet of the day. Brought to you by Red River Auto. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Today's tweet of the day is from a lady named Miha Schwarzenberg. And she says, I truly think that the biggest enemies of Palestine are their own supporters, both online or on the world's streets. All their pathological lies, the fake images, the disgusting language, the violence, the covered faces, the insults, the denial of reality, the death threats, the anti-Semitism, the anti-Christianity, the anti-everything-Israel-related, has created a real damage for their own cause. They made us, the civilized world, despise them profoundly. We can't take them seriously. We can't have a real dialogue. We can't believe a word coming out of their mouth. Because they went too far on the wrong side of everything. They have no decency. No sense of humanity. No sense of history or reality. No desire of getting better at Anything. The real suffering and grief of some Palestinians, at least the ones who don't want to kill Jewish folks for a living, became a masquerade, a cheap show, where the free Palestine idea got lost and replaced with just a constant hate against Jews and Israel. If they would really want to help somehow the Palestinians, they would have had a lot more success by simply condemning the Hamas terrorists for all the crimes in Israel and for all the damage they did on Gaza. We would have listened and believed them if they would have shown respect for our victims, if they would have demanded the release of our hostages, and if they hadn't sided with terrorists, rapists, criminals, and Hitler. They did a great job on killing their own cause. which for a wild majority is not even real. It's just a hunt for likes, seeking an attention no one was giving them before October 7th. Now, they have each other, an army of haters, giddy with the illusion that they are winning some media war against Israel. A gentle reminder, Israel as a serious democratic country which was brutally attacked and now is fighting back. The IDF never declared war on TikTok or Twitter. They're in a real war with the worst enemy of humanity in Israel, the terrorists. There will be more victims because that's what happens in a war since the beginning of time. No amount of keyboard fighters will stop this war until Israel will literally free Palestine. It's actually the only one doing this in a sea of lunatics pretending that they care. That is today's tweet of the day.
That's Miha Schwarzenberg. It's brought to you by Mitch Ward and our friends over at Red River Auto. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online. So you've been listening to episode 416 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us, contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. And that's the way it is. Friday, December 1st, 2023.